Hey everybody, I want to talk about a product and platform that I absolutely love and our latest sponsor, Interseller, the prospecting and outreach platform of choice for recruiters and sellers. Whether you're doubling down on business development or recruiting talent, Interseller does all the heavy lifting of finding contact data, automating the email and follow-up process, and syncs all that rich data into 20-plus CRM and ATS platforms. Reach out now and get going on a two-week free trial and let them know you heard about it from Adam on the podcast today. Check out the link on the website. Appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast, where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Monday. It is, I think, the 28th of March, the longest month ever we're here. I think January was only the longest month ever. But welcome back to the podcast live. I am thrilled to welcome my guest today to a very special NFT Mythbusters episode. I've been talking about it a lot the last couple of weeks. We launched a new division, Kevin Logan and I, who I'm going to bring on in a second here, focus on all things Web3 recruiting. So what better time than now? So let's bring them on board here. Here we go. Let's start with the ladies first. Here comes Heather Parody. Heather, what's happening? Hello. Welcome to the podcast live. And unfortunately, everybody, Rich Cardona had a um, had an appointment that he had to go to. So we're going to get the much better half of the dynamic duo of NFT for newbies. Heather, hang with me one second here. Let's bring on my dude, my go to my OG when it comes to all things Web3, Mr. Andy Storch himself. Andy Storch in the house. So excited to be back on here talking to you. And I'm so glad Heather is here. Just elevates our it conversation next we level. Need, we, we need some of that energy. And last but certainly not least, my go-to, my main man, Mr. Kevin Logan Jr. in the house. What is up, y'all? It's beautiful to be with these beautiful people. Thank you. I'm I jealous love of your love. hat. Oh, got a hat on now. Love it. Welcome, this is welcome. This is the only one I got. I got to wear it. You, you I'm the only one not wearing a hat. Why do you have to wear a hat? Oh, you don't. Have I just, to wear a hat. I just yeah. ran and got this one because you were wearing one, and I have this this ETH hat, and it's just like I'm like, oh, I'm all oh, up God. in Ethereum now. Ethereum. Heather like. Did, how do you, did you buy it or do you earn it? Like, how do you how do you get a hat like that? Uh, I actually actually bought this hat. I was like, did you what? buy it ETH or did you buy it with like cash? I bought it with dollars on Amazon, <laughs> the old fashioned way. But one day. <laughs> It'll just come to me when I pay ETH in the metaverse for a digital hat, and then a real one will come. I I purchased, so just to give you some ideas of things that I've purchased recently. So I, I, I purchased, obviously, a bunch of NFTs, obviously, with crypto. That's the way you do it. But I purchased a sponsorship, our sponsorship to Miami NFT Week this Thursday for our new uh, recruiting division, Probably Nothing Talent. I bought it with Bitcoin. I was like, that's cool. Ah, and I used I my Bitcoin earnings for that. So they, I thought that was actually pretty cool. And another project where I have physical art too. But before we do that, before we do that, let's go around the horn and do some proper introductions. And we will go ladies first to my, I don't know if it's my right or your left or which Brady Bunch configuration. Heather Parody, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, Heather Parody, I host, co-host NFTs for Newbies. I am reluctant to this space through and through. Um before August of last year, I couldn't have told you what the blockchain was. And here I am, like I am spending most of my day researching, learning, growing, and talking to a whole bunch of people about things we're learning about. So we're here for the newbies and a big fan of Andy Storch. He's been a great friend and um, somebody I go to with a lot of questions. And it's nice to meet you guys, Adam and Kevin. 
Well, it's awesome. And, and NFT for newbies, I'll link everyone up there. It is it is my knowledge source. It's something that I, I don't miss an episode. I mean, I missed the last one because I didn't listen to it yet. But yes, oh. it's, it's a go-to for anybody. And the reason the show is so great is because you're talking to folks because you're learning at the same time as them. You're not talking to them as an Literally. expert, talking down to them. And I think that's why one of the one of the reasons of success. Absolutely no credit is given to Rich Cardona. I want to make yeah. sure that when he watches this and I'm not giving any credit to him for any of the success. Let's go downstairs to my dude, my OG, my man, Andy Storch. Andy, welcome. What is up? Thank you so much for having me on again. Uh, Andy Storch, uh, author, consultant, coach, speaker, do a lot of work in the corporate space, uh, focused a lot on career development, but also an investor and enthusiast in the NFT space came in through uh, Gary V and all of the work he did to educate people on his project last year and uh, eventually started my own podcast called My NFT Journey. And of course, I have also benefited greatly from being friends with Heather and Rich and so many other people in the NFT space who are always helping to educate each other as we try to figure all of this crazy stuff out. And one thing Heather left out, we'll add, that she's an amazing content creator yes. for Instagram and TikTok and all the stuff she does online is fantastic. She's very creative. And I'm a big fan of Heather and Rich and of you, Adam, as well. I love it. And and we'll we'll put a pin in this one, but I think you know we'll get to it in a second here, which makes this this area, if we want to call it that so special, is a community. And we're gonna talk about that in a second because we're gonna separate real community from bullshit community. So we're gonna put a pin in that from one second here. And Andy, again, I said it once before, I wish I listened to you back in May. I wish I listened to you in June. I wish I listened to you in July. I wish I bought my V friend. I would be a very happy and wealthy man right now because I probably would have bought two of them. But anyway, that's uh, that's for me to think about every night before I go to sleep um, and cry about it. But last but not least, he is my alpha, my main dog, Mr. Kevin Logan Jr. Welcome officially to a live stream of you and I talking all day long on video chat. It's the first. I know we normally just do this one on one. Uh, Co-founder of Probably Nothing Talent, director of recruiting for my man up here's uh, uh, NHP Talent Group. Father to two awesome boys, um, husband to my queen. I live, love, and breathe blockchain, crypto, and NFTs. I'm a recovering DGen that's just trying to figure my way out. Um, and, and finally, the reason that I got into my favorite NFT project in the world, Deadheads, because of NFT for newbies. What? Oh, I did not know that's that. Cool. And ever since then, let me just real quick, I'd be remiss. I've heard about 30 episodes now. There is no other resource out there that is a better adoption for somebody that does not understand blockchain, crypto, NFTs, metaverse, and that in that show. And that and that is a great segue, Kevin, because I think you know, and I and I mentioned this before. One one of the the, the main reason that I didn't purchase a, a Gary V V friend in the beginning when I had Alpha, and everyone's going to yell at me in the comments here, is not because I didn't believe in Gary. And it's not because I didn't have the money. It's because I didn't know anything at the time. And for me, it was an uneducated purchase. And that's not something I normally do. I mean, it's something I really do now, <laughs> but with a little bit more information. Um, but it, I think there's a lot of hesitation out there. And that's why, you know, Heather's show and Rich and Andy's show uh, are so awesome because they because they speak to people who don't really know what's going on. So, Heather, like when you're having conversations with your friends who are like, Heather, what? What's this podcast you're doing? What are NFTs? Like, why are people spending, you know, $375,000 on a JPEG of a trippy looking ape? Yeah. What, do you, what do you tell them? Yeah. And, you know, rightfully so. I think that's a valid question. I mean, I think people should be asking that question. I mean, like, come on. It, it does. It doesn't really make sense. I think what 
what I've discovered the past few months, because I, I went into it thinking the same thing. I mean, I flip things too fast. I mean, mm -hmm. you're singing at them. Oh, I wish I would have bought a be free friend. At least you didn't buy one and then resell it like two weeks later and be like, Whoa, I'm balling. Woo, that, that might have been that might have been a worse move. I think that I think you're right on that. I would have been more upset myself if I did that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as we've learned, you know, it's really about the underlying technology of NFTs. That's such a game changer for all of us as business owners, as leaders. And so, yes, there are there is the collection side of, oh, I'm interested in NFTs as a collector. Right. But what I'm more interested in and what I think the bigger picture is here is what do what do NFTs represent and how is that going to shift consumer behavior? What does that mean for us as business owners of mm -hmm. rethinking value? And to your point earlier, like community 100%. building and just this whole idea of, of web three. And um, I'll end with this. Someone told me the other day on a call that was fascinating. It was a listener. And she said, man, I wish before researching what is an NFT, I would have first asked myself the question, what is web three? And I yeah, said, you have oh, to, brilliant. you have That's to, what we're here for. you have to scale. Mm -hmm. That's a great point too. Cause you know, when I explain it to people and, and I'm a, a total noob compared to you three here is it's not just the NFTs. Let's ladder it back up to the 30,000 foot view. And we're talking real time future. This is the same things that were happening when the AOLs were coming out, when we're from prodigy to AOL, this is just technological evolution. This isn't a fad. Andy, when someone says NFTs are a fad, how do you address that? Well, I bring up some of the things that we've all learned in different ways in that um, I think this is a revolution. I think this is a paradigm shift in the way the world is going to work. And I'm seeing it picked up in so many different places, so many companies on board, uh, coming on board that there absolutely is a, a bit of a bubble. There are going to be a lot of things happening now that are going to go away. They're going to disappear. It doesn't mean everything's going to last forever. Um, you know, I explain similarly, you know, Gary Vee talks about this all the time that it's similar to the dot-com boom. I think we're in 1997, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of people going to think this or say this is a fad. There's going to be a lot of things that we're looking at right now. They're going to disappear, but the internet, you know, is here to stay. I don't think any of us could go through a day or imagine going through a day right now without leveraging the internet in some way, no way. right? Social media, podcast, the work we do, watching Netflix, playing games, whatever it is, right? And I think it's going to be that way in 20 years with Web3, everything's going to be on the blockchain. Now, it might look completely different from the way right. it does today, but everything is going that way. And so I think it's worth looking at, worth studying, and, worth paying attention to. Right. And 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 Andy, to say to say you're bullish on NFTs would be an understatement. And I'm not going to go into <laughs> the particulars of some of our very private conversations of your investments and investment strategies. But generally speaking, I mean, you've put a lot, let's call it what it is, you, you put a lot of financial resources into purchasing NFTs. What yeah. is your thought process and mindset when you evaluate a project? Well, and I'm going to ask Kevin all, the same question to give you a second to think about that, Kevin. Yeah. I, first of all, I mean, this is a risky space to be in, right? It it's is speculative it's, at the least. It's, it's it, right. I don't mean to jump on you, but I yeah. mean, we see people getting shit stolen all the time. I saw a major oh, yeah. one the other day, like $1.7 million worth of oh. NFTs from someone's, you know, hot wallet, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is, there's, a, it's speculation. I, you know, I think of it as investing, but it's a risky place to be. We're in the wild West. Um, security is really important. You got to have your wits about you. Um, projects uh, go up and down on the daily. And um, you think you got to have a stomach for it first and foremost. And then, you know, the second thing is that I'm thinking more long-term. I know some people who do really well flipping, you know, it's not my trading, thing. Right? Yeah. Day trading on it, which Any you can stocks. do if you're paying attention 24 seven to everything going on in Discord. And you also have to pay attention to the value of the crypto too. That's a big play in the game in the flipping right. game too. That's right, a right, right. You have to be, you have to monitor multiple facets, multiple factors.
Yeah, but all four of us here are running businesses. All four of us have uh, families, have kids. I think we have two each, right? And so we have other things to pay attention to besides Discord all the time. So I'm thinking more long-term. Um, I, you know, I've got caught up in FOMO and excitement on several things in the past, but I've kind of narrowed things down now to if I really know who the founders are and what they're doing, and I can really understand the vision and it's a thing that I'm interested in, then I'm interested in investing in it. And I understand why it needs to be an NFT. I'm interested in investing in that. Um, the other thing I'd add to that too, that long-term thing is my wife and I've had discussions about how do we uh, get aligned on what our time horizon is and our vision for why we're investing this and when, if and when we may be pulling it out versus something like VFriends. And I'm like, I want to hold this forever. I don't ever want to sell, uh, you know, because my nightmare is I'll sell it and then it goes up, right? Yeah, right. believe me. And and I am not missing the boat. I'm stocking up on my booking tokens, but we'll we'll get to the whole Gary V project. Why? And Gary V says something so interesting, Kevin, which I wanted like to get your thoughts on. Gary V and other people say, listen, 99% of these projects will not be here in a year or two from now. They're going to fail. There's a huge cash grab. If it smells funky, if it smells like a cash grab, if it looks like a cash grab, if they say their roadmap and you're looking at their roadmap, and we'll talk about the definition of roadmap in a second, it's really like community build, utility, and you're not seeing shit on it. Mm, I would keep an eye on that. So, Kevin, you're astute. Another understatement there. Um, you've, you've opened up my eyes to not just the world of NFTs, but thinking in a bigger global scale how... You think of the economics and the politics behind Web3. How do you apply that knowledge when you're evaluating specifically NFT projects? Because that's what we're talking about today. So if I could actually blend your first question with this. Blending. <clears throat> They're blending. You know, I, think, I think the barrier to entry is one that is technologically based. And so, so many people come into it thinking this is just a technological story. And I'm here to tell you it's not. It's a social story. It's a political story. It's an economic story. It's a financial story. It's a cultural story, right? And we all have our place within this and in different facets in different places there's different verticals that we can all go you don't have to be a solidity developer to 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 inhabit this space you can have an idea about culture about society and blockchain has an answer for it i promise it's here to deconstruct the world that you know to make it a better place to make us all owners and empower us the users and not the corporations so i just want to i just want to clear that in terms of the barrier for entry yeah. That, sure. that don't feel such a barrier. It's not. It's all of us. We're all a part of the blockchain. It's just software. Yep. To your other point, um, you know, to, to what Andy was saying, you know, I invest in people and communities. When I see NFT projects that are going to stand the test of time, you know, you can talk about utility and roadmap and words on paper all day, but I like to see blood, sweat, and tears. I like to see, you know, again, I'll go back to my deadheads, Tempo and Jeremy Jensen. They're out there. They are, they are, they are creating a space and a narrative. Did we meet them, Andy? We met them, right? Yeah. For their, for their NFT owners to create. And I just said this this morning, you know, if you, if you put words on a piece of paper, you are a creator, you make creations. So this is, this is that space for you as an owner in NFT and IP to let your mind go. Mm -hmm. And so if you invest in people and communities that actually care about the product like sincerely and the people you'll notice it within the community because they show up. They don't just, they're, they're, they're not just there for mints. They're right. there always. And so yeah. those are the people I invest in. Those are the projects I invest in. Yeah. I love it. Heather, we talk a lot about community and it's, it's become a buzzword. It's almost like you must have that word. If you're launching an NFT project, I mean, shit, what kind of NFT project doesn't have a, a community who the hell would do anything like that? How, how do you, how do you define community in this NFT land and how do you evaluate, 
the quality of a community and a project? Great questions. I think the popular thing right now people are saying was web two is about audience building. Web three is about community building. And we can say that all day long, put it on a t-shirt and it sounds cute. But <laughs> the question I've been asking myself is what does that mean? Because we've been conditioned as content creators to think along the lines of audience building. And even, you know, just a couple hours ago, I was working on a community building plan with somebody and I was noticing some of my own recommendations. I was like, this is web two, this is audience building. And I've been programmed to think that. And so that's not inherently bad, but I think we need to go into community building with way more curiosity and actually, you know, rethinking again to, to Kevin's point, what does ownership actually look like? Uh, how do people actually participate and have a say? How do they not just you know, consume what you're giving, but actually have an authority and a voice. And again, these are cute concepts, but what does that actually look in application? And as far as evaluating communities, um, to your point, uh, your question to Andy, you know, about just looking at projects in general, I think established uh, businesses and communities prior is what I really pay attention to. Mm. Track records. Community isn't something that's built overnight. Audience can be, not community. Community is trust, building trust. I mean, I've known Andy for six months now, and we have a little bit of trust together because we've known each other. But it's going to take a couple of years to fully trust each other and to really become friends and stuff. And you think about that. Well, it will. <laughs> you know accelerate what I mean? that. I'll give you a word of advice on that one for me. And you don't know me that well, but if you, Rich and I know each other well, Rich, Andy, and I know each other well, I would accelerate that with Andy. There's my my pro tip for today. Take it to the next level. <laughs> sure, but it's still borrowed trust. It's Correct. still, yeah. you, you've True. built trust, trust with someone else and I'm right. able to translate that. I'm it's, saying it's like starting off fresh, Paul down the road who I've never heard of before, nobody's friends with mm -hmm. or whatever, it's going to take a while. And so I think that's an implication, you know, bringing it into community. Um, I don't think it's a discord number. <laughs> I don't think it's even engagement because some of that can be fabricated. Correct. Um, I think I have more question marks around community than periods because we're still figuring out what that means. No, that's, that's a good one too. Andy, how do you manage the, 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 the consumption of information that's out there? Cause I think that is one of the most overwhelming things. I mean, yeah. I myself have, I've narrowed my approach is I said, listen, I'm only going to focus on a couple of key projects right here so I could learn. The, the Peter Tunney, Tunney Money Experience, which I'll talk about in a little bit, um, getting myself prepared for V2, um, involving myself in, in that discord. And when I can, spending some time in the Deadheads uh, community as well there too. And even those three, when yeah. I dedicate, we'll call it maybe an hour total, a few minutes here and there each day, I feel like I'm missing everything. I'm not part of it. Right. How the hell? I mean, you're, you have a lot. I mean, how many? Yeah. Not how many NFTs you have. How many collections do you think you're a part of roughly? Uh, that's an interesting question. I, I probably have, you know, 140 NFTs okay. and, and probably 25 different collections or something. Who I, I'm not Got really it. sure, so but, but I would say there's probably 10 that I'm like seriously invested in and, and really care about. Right. And okay. I, and so I, what's your, what's your approach and your daily strategy for keeping yourself informed a about those communities. And then yeah. on, on the, on the macro level about this entire universe. Yeah. So I don't have the, the bandwidth, like we talked about to be keeping up with everything that's going on. And um, like many people, I get overwhelmed when I go into Discord, which is where everything is supposed to be, right? And I know a lot of people get are, get a little fed up with Discord. It's too much for me. I figured out some ways to kind of manage and look at the things I want to look at. Um, I think everybody, when it, when it, for this, it comes down to personal style, right? If you're like an introvert, um, cerebral, like someone who likes to just sit in, in quiet and study, maybe like you dedicate an hour a day to like go through the bookmark things that you want to look through. For me, I'm very social. 
Uh, I rely on a network to know what's going on. So it's about developing friendships in different places and like having people that can kind of keep you up to date on, on what's what in different worlds. Um, so as Heather knows, I have a WhatsApp group with a few friends in the NFT space who kind of know what's going on. Um, I check in on Twitter on things that are going mm -hmm. on in different areas. Um, I try to find my experts that I can rely on different areas. In fact, um, you know, I keep up with everything in vFriends and then a little bit on a couple other projects like Boss Beauties and World of Women that I'm, I'm heavily invested in. Um, and then like, for instance, I've invested quite a bit in impact theory, which is created by Tom Bilyeu. Heather was actually alluding to him or someone like him who has a track record in business, right? As a successful entrepreneur who's taking that over to NFT world. But for whatever reason, I haven't kept up with what's going on, but I realized, hey, Heather's husband, Brian, actually is pretty active in following everything that's going on there. So I messaged him the other day and I'm like, hey, can you just let me know like what is going on when big things happen? So what is, so let's just pause that. Kev, I'll get to you in a second here because uh, that was my first ever NFT I, I purchased was an impact theory um, token. And it was actually a, a good experience because as we know, kind of hit some bumps in the road there. Um, Andy, high level, what's happening there? And talk about what Tom did, which was really yeah. fascinating and showed his commitment and 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 that trust factor that Heather was was referring to. Sure. And and by the way, shout out uh, Heather and Rich both flew out to LA and did an interview with Tom Bilyeu in person the other day for the NFTs for Newbies podcast. Great interview, highly recommended. And he um, actually addresses this question on the show. Which and and he addresses a little bit as well. So I was kind of following along. I got an impact theory at the beginning. I kind of been a casual fan of his for a long time. Uh, and, but knew that, hey, he's got a strong track record. This is going to be a great project. Um, he did an interesting thing with the launch where you could buy in early at a high price or later at a low price. And um, the price of the floor of the NFT has mostly been hanging around that low price since it launched several months ago. And um, some people got really started to get really upset about that. People have low, uh, you know, little patience Threshold. in this world. Even yeah. I do as well sometimes. And so there were a couple of people who really raised a, a stink and started demanding a refund. Uh, this is really interesting. And it was interesting refund. for all of us. Yeah. All of, right. I know. And in the NFT 30 world. 30 day? Come on. You, you can get your shit stolen in two seconds. You're asking for a yeah. refund? <laughs> I know. But he what got is it. target? And, Come on. Yeah. And the other, I think all of us are also very interested, fascinated by leadership and styles of leadership and, yeah. and to see how Tom stepped up in that space and started listening to everybody's feedback and eventually offered a couple of different options and refunds. And some people took it. Um, I didn't, I know most of us didn't, uh, and we're just kind of hanging on to see he's building this long-term thing. Uh, but he came and listened to the community and listened to feedback and said, okay, if you don't want to be here and you bought at a higher price here, you can have your money back. I don't need it. I don't need you here. And uh, we're going to move forward. That's smart money where his mouth is. The podcast is brought to you in partnership with Venturi, the recruitment operating system the all-in-one tech platform purposely built for recruitment and staffing to unify your front, middle, and back office operations. Venturi is designed by recruiters for recruiters. Both the company and the platform are the unique creations of successful recruiters who sold their business, saw a need for a better recruitment tech, and made it happen. And if you're looking to upgrade your recruitment tech and give your recruiters a new modern operating system, visit venturi.io slash podcast. That's V-I-N-C-E-R-E dot I-O backslash p-o-z-c-a-s-t for an exclusive offer thanks kevin you are a i don't even know how you do it man you manage the business two kids you're an absolute kick-ass recruiter and somehow you're still consuming all this content in a way where you're able to you know regurgitate it back to simple folk like me where i could understand it how do you consume your content where do you get it from let's give it let's pull back the curtain here Ooh. let's open the kimono where am i i'm on twitter i'm on crypto twitter I'm in discords. 
I'm on YouTube. I'm on GitHub. I'm on, I know, I know. Uh, I'm a recruiter. I'm on, um, I am on WhatsApp. I'm on a separate side chats with bigger groups. But, and so, so to that end, right? It's exactly what Andy said. I do it in a way that I build relationships with people and communities so that I can quickly inform myself on what's been happening that I've missed. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very vocal when I get into communities. I'm not afraid to talk, say my opinion, reach out, ask people their questions. I'm a highly curious person. If you're a highly curious person, you will do very well in this space. I ask a lot of questions to receive a lot of answers. Um, I, I don't think anybody should be labeling themselves an expert. I feel like everybody should be generally a newbie. Like it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a it's like a virgin being an expert in sex. You Look, can't be doing if, that right now. Your resume says says uh, five years experience developing on solidity. I'm going to ask you if your name is Vitalik Buterin. So please don't. Yeah. So a little inside joke you got going there. Those that know, if you know. But you know. Uh, so 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 yeah. So for me, I'm like I'm somebody that likes to keep my perspectives fresh. Um, I, I do like to be in a lot of spaces. Um, I, I can consume a lot of information and distill it in a way that that makes sense. I'm a researcher. I provide insights. So that all makes sense to me. So to some people, I can totally understand how it's overwhelming. But to me, it's everything I love about this space. I actually love the abundance of information because I love consuming it. And I love I love being able to have my own thought process and okay. then distill that back. Well, that that's what's interesting, too, because is, is being able to absorb, listen, and learn, and then apply your own perspective too. And everyone has a different threshold on saying like, go, no, go on, on different types of information. Um, but can I say one thing to that? Sure. The only reason why is because I built up a solid foundation of understanding this space first. Which so it's, I think it's really hard to just jump in there and do all what I just said from jump. First, you really need like, you need to watch like a two hour, like blockchain YouTube <laughs> video or something, or you need to go yeah, to NFT for newbies. But Kevin, the great thing about the NFT space that I think we all love is that in general, I think I find people to be very friendly and helpful and caring. Oh, you can nice. go into any discord and ask the questions and be like, Hey, I have no idea what's going on. What's, you know, what's up. And people like rarely is someone going to come in shaming you like, Oh, I can't believe you don't understand what this is. <laughs> um, everybody's all about educating. Cause as we educate more people, more people come into the space and the whole space becomes in general, right. Rising tides and we all become more successful. That's kind of the idea. Um, so I'm never afraid of asking dumb questions or coming in and being like, Hey, I have not been in discord. I haven't been paying attention in a world while like what is going on? Someone explain it to me. And someone always jumps in and, and does. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to an audience question right here. Let's go to uh, Christina. Let's let that pop up here. Whoever wants to field this one, she's asking, how does NFT compare in long-term value versus altcoins? I think this is more of an opinion versus fact because we don't have long-time information right. and data yet. How much data who, wants do we to, have? who wants to jump in on this one? Open floor, popcorn. I mean, you know, alt altcoins, everything is on the blockchain and we're all talking blockchain. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're talking long-term value, it's the same thing. I follow the developers. So if we're talking yeah. blockchain, it's about the developers, the development team. That's when GitHub matters. That's when you got to see how many developers, what are they developing? What projects are they working on? So when it comes to long-term value, I want to be with the, with the teams that had success in web two, migrated over to web three and are, are now building cool things. Um, so there are some altcoins I see with that. And there are some NFTs I see with Apecoin. that. Exactly. See the yeah. teams behind them. See, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to follow the money. You got to follow the developers. That that's this space in in the, in terms of Web two and Web three. 
that hasn't changed much yet. All right. So, so, so just for the audience here, right? The, the, the folks on my panel here are, it's funny enough. I mean, these are not newbies. They started as newbies and, and this is pretty high level conversation here. Heather, you are the go-to expert here when it comes to newbies. If, if my dad now is like, Hey, Adam, I don't really don't understand the new name of your company. Probably nothing talent. And I snicker and laugh at him. I go, it's because you're not supposed to dad. Um, and he kind of laughs at it, but for, for newbies out there, what, what's like a good approach if I'm saying like, Hey, listen, I want to dip my toes in the water. And like, just like for me, I learned by trying. And as I picked a couple mm -hmm. of projects and I learned by getting involved with that, what advice would you give to a newbie out there who wants to dip their toes in the water? What's yeah. I think going, yeah. Going back to what that listener told me about researching what web three means and implications of decentralization, uh, blockchain, smart contracts, we get DM'd daily, daily, daily. What do you think about this project? What do you mm -hmm. think about that? And I'm like, I have no idea because there's a you know, million of them. And if you right. jump down that rabbit hole, um, somebody said earlier, it's likely you're probably going to lose a lot of money, which is okay. I think it's okay losing a little bit because then you learn and grow. But again, I think NFTs is a great way drug to a bigger conversation. So start with understanding Web3 first and then ask yourself the question, what am I interested in becoming? Am I interested in becoming a collector? Am I someone who wants to flip projects or am I somebody who's interested in the underlying technology and the implications of that as a business owner or creative myself know where you're coming from and then seek information from that yeah but how do you how do you go about finding a finding a project I mean would you recommend someone going on OpenSea looking at the discovery maybe first <laughs> finding an art that appeals like why does this like eight bit freaking what do you call it he crypto and I are both laughing because that's like going to eBay and saying like, I'm going to buy my first thing. Right. Cause there's yeah. just millions. Yeah, like, so where do you start? Like, how do you even go there? Do you take a tip from a friend? Do you like, how do you even like have a starting point? Again, people ask, what should I invest in? If you're asking that question, you shouldn't be investing in anything. If you're looking mm. for a project to invest in, I don't think you should be investing in one. Mm. Because if you start learning and educating yourself, you're naturally going to come across things that interest you and then make the decision. If I just have money in hand, I'm like, oh, let me go ahead and give it to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's a cool privilege place to be. But it's yeah, likely right. you're probably going to lose all that money because instead of saying what project should I invest in, you need to be asking yourself, what do I not understand about this? space first and foremost I, i'm I, I don't invest in a ton I, mean, I don't know i don't know if i agree with that i mean i agree with the sentiment i know what you're saying heather uh, i think people can get to a point where they're like okay i've listened to say all the episodes of your podcast and my podcast or whatever i've done research i kind of understand what's going on i'm ready to dip my toe in the water because my learning style is to be in it <laughs> right and let and, and i've had people dm me as well and say like hey i'm ready to dip my toe in i have 500 what should i buy right and then that's the next question is like, okay, if you have the money, how do you decide what to get invested? Okay. And, and and that's the wide open thing, right? That's where I say like, okay, get on Twitter, connect with people that you know, find somebody you know that's like, hey, I really love this thing. That's and not a newbie out. though. That's not a newbie. I, I've had people ask mm. me, what does minting mean and what should I invest in all in the same question? That's that's that's, that's, that's super, that's, that's super noob. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. And, and I think going back to it, it's another reason too, because I didn't understand the process with the whole Gary V because I was literally day one yeah. of my, of my, of my introduction into this world. And I was like, shit, I wish that was my day, you know, 150. I would have been all over it. Yeah. Right. I would have been all over it. I would have missed the boat on that one, but let's talk, let's talk about the, the art for a moment here. And actually, let me, let me take a step back. The headline that people see, you see, you know, the mergers out there of the two biggest ones, the apes and the punks out there. And then you take a look at the art and anyone who's not in this space goes, 
who the fuck is paying $330,000 for this trippy looking ape? And then you see Madonna just bought one for 400 K and you're like, all right, what is the deal behind it? And what they've done is they've created a, a real, pretty exclusive community and the utility behind it. Um, I would love for somebody to jump in and just talk about what they've done with the apes and, you know, your thoughts, are, th are these just whales pumping whales here? What's going on here? It, it's a, it's a collectible, right? And it's, we know like one of the beautiful things about the blockchain is that you have that transparent information to know how many are out there, how many are available. And we know there's only 10,000 crypto punks. We know there's only 10,000 board apes. Only. Um, and then beyond that, like, Art is art, right? And like it's eye of the beholder and the market has determined like board ape and crypto punks are the premier things to hold. And at some point you see that tipping point where celebrities start getting in. I remember when Steph Curry bought a board ape and mm -hmm. then uh, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Fallon Jimmy bought Fallon. a board ape and changed his profile. And you're like, okay, this is the celebrity thing. Paris Hilton has mm -hmm. one is talking about it on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Like this is the thing to have. It's going to kind of cement it as this really expensive thing. It, it's really just like, for me, I think it's, it's like, uh it, it's something to show off right that like look i'm so rich, it's a status symbol it. right it's a status symbol but, but does that make it investment, right more than like a lamborghini that's a status symbol that probably goes down in value over time i think um you know something like this could continue to go up in value over time yeah but kevin how do folks wrap their heads around that right and i and i think who was it that told me that somebody was doing an nft project where they actually gave away their lamborghini right in exchange for nft like there people are, are like yeah. the, how do you value a a digital asset versus a physical asset and you could say hey listen it's the same thing with stocks but stocks are backed up typically by a, a a company with assets i think that's a key difference here how would you say i think of it as nft nfts are cultural assets that's that's what they mm. are mm. and value is subjective and that's kind of it right you you pay 330k because you can afford to pay 330k and that gives you the cultural asset and the the inclusion into a community that you want to be included in because you like the culture that's that's generally all nfts are well, now it's all what it is because even the utility that they build into it that's all subjective do you care if you can be invited to basey uh, parties do you care if you can go on the basey yacht well that's subjective is if that's valuable to you that's and it's worth $350,000 to you, Madonna, or whatever it is. Man. But it's not to me. So that's subjective. So well, for me, enough. I have no to way. find things that are valuable to me subjectively, you, you, understanding you said, that there's just a cultural asset that I want to be a part of. So it's, 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 just, it's, it's just a new way to look at art. I mean, that's, that's how art's essentially been. You just kept it in your house, not as a PFP. You had everybody come to your house and, and, and talk about it, and it's part of the culture. And, it's, it's, it's and, just, and you said, you said, you know, it's like a stocks are backed up with assets, right? But Amazon right now has a market cap of $1.7 trillion. They don't have $1.7 trillion in assets, not even close to that, right? You're in, if you buy stock at Amazon at $3,300 a share, you're betting on the future that Amazon is going to continue to grow. If they went bankrupt today, they wouldn't have the assets to pay that out, right? That's, that's, that's sort true. of goodwill towards the future. Yeah, and, and so and it, actually to that end, go for it. Exactly. In tech companies, you are paying for the potential of 30 years from now it being yeah. that. So that's the same thing with NFTs. Like why you again, people and communities, because you are you are investing in what you think will grow. It's that simple. Yeah. It's fascinating. Let's talk about the 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 money, the 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 pump and dumps, the the pumping up the market too. Uh I think I used that term the wrong way, but you guys know what I'm saying here. Um Heather, 
I mean, these people are they are they pumping up their own projects with these poker chips? It's not real money. Is that what's is that dangerous for for common folks out there that have to actually put real cash in to start? And they just parlaying their investments and and hey, I'm buying this. I'm going to hype this one up. That way, makes all make it more valuable. And I mean, what's going on with that? What's your perspective? Again, that's just another reason to use caution. And I don't mean to. I, I love this space and I don't mean to be negative at it at all and, and discourage people from investing and taking their time. I've just had, I've just seen so many people lose a lot of money because they're not paying attention. Rug and pull. there's a lot. And I don't think everything's intentional. I mean, I know we hear a lot about rug pulls and people, you know, doing things intentionally. Um, another Adam on, on LinkedIn, um, he hit an incredible post about how really a lot of failed projects is incompetence. It's, it's not ill intent. And I Correct. tend to agree with that. I think, you know, we should replace NFT project with almost NFT business. Tom, Tom talked about that in your interview yeah. on NFTs yeah. for newbies, right? The importance of that. The yeah. business element behind it. And, and Kevin yeah. and I see this all the time now, as we worked from a biz dev perspective with these newly formed companies, right? They are not, organizations they don't have the business savvy sense they move too quickly they did things and they're kind of working backwards but it kind of works with this whole space is you know building this plane as you fly it right well that's the and that's the being careful right like we we've grown up on social media we've grown up on ads we've grown up on instantaneous um um uh, uh, instantaneous. gratification thank you geez <laughs> so, you know, NFTs are very much a buy the rumor and sell the news. You know, it's mm. like a, it's a very mm. headline rich space headline, like $400,000 base C. Now you're like FOMO, FOMO. And so, you know, that, that because of the way that we've grown up and that's worked for so sorry, there's a, uh, <clears throat> there's a Baby, small, uh, because uh, we've grown up that way and we've, we've been, you know, that's how we've done for so long. You really have to step, you have to step back and, and, and try a new, um, and and you really have to be patient, like very patient with this space. So as as Heather's saying, um, you know, patience. It's I mean, it's it's a precarious. I love this space, FOMO. and I'm not trying to say anything bad. A lot of but, FOMO. But there is a barrier to entry, and that is on purpose. And you should be aware of that. And you have to educate yourself, or you are going to get lost in the sauce. I purposely put money into NFT projects that I could lose. Not very much just to see the, pro so just to mint, just to be a part of the community, just to just get little. So, you know, get, get involved a little, get your hands dirty, just little, like nib, nib on yeah. it. And then that way you learn little by little until, okay, you feel like it's necessary to go and then make the big, the big jump. That's interesting too, Andy. Um, I, I mean, we've had some really deep personal conversations about your investment here. How do you manage the FOMO? I just, you're like, I just buy it. I don't even have the FOMO. I just buy whatever. <laughs> FOMO, FOMO is real. Fear it is real in this space, right? So I mean, it is in this space. Like forget the scams and the rug pulls. There's a lot of that too, but there's also just, oh, everybody's jumping into this thing. I need to jump in too, so I don't miss it. And then you get in at the high, which I've done, mm -hmm. right? And you watch it fall. Um, that's, that's a big risk in this space. I like that Kevin was talking about patience. A lot of times people ask like, what's, what are a couple of things that people need to know coming into this space? Patience. Heather's great at this. Heather and Rich both, I think like there's as into deep as into the space they are, they're not jumping on every project like I am. And, uh, I've really, I've really toned that down as well. By the and way, Andy only has one shirt. He has one shirt in his wardrobe because he's had to sell everything that he has. He has one shirt, one <laughs> towel, one pair of socks. That's right. right. 
It's all a bet. It's a gamble on the future. It's a gamble. But you, you really have to like, I think they were, I remember having a moment a few months ago where I was like, okay, I'm going to stop and I'm only going to invest in something that if like, I understand it and I care about it because one of, you know, my good friend Bennett, who's gotten me into a lot of different things. He's on the Deadheads team. I think all of us have Thank Deadheads. You, right? you mentioned that earlier. Shout out to Bennett Phillips, who's an expert hey, in this space. Um, you know, he was mentoring this project that was all about entertainment and like filmmaking and stuff. And it, it was like very promising. And I looked at it and I was like, you know, I bet you I should probably jump in too. And then I went, I'm not interested in this space at all. This is not my thing. So I'm just going to back away from it and let everybody have their thing. There's going to be plenty of other opportunities and I'll stick with the things that I believe in. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. And, and, I, and I speak from my own experience too. There's a project that Kevin got to see firsthand, literally Peter Tunney. So if anybody doesn't know Peter Tunney, he literally is the, the, the modern day Andy Warhol of our generation. He has a tremendous gallery in the Wynwood Walls uh, in Miami, in the Wynwood area. He also has a gallery here in New York. He's prolific. He's absolutely incredible. And his whole story, and I'll spare you guys the details here, but when he was a young artist coming up in New York City, he would make his own, he was a magician. Right. And, and an artist. So he would kind of make his own money. His dad gave him this money kit for his birthday, printing fake money. And then he parlayed that as an artist and he turned it into tiny money, which were these giant wood bricks of money. And he would use it around New York City at the diners and the restaurants. And they would take it as money because they knew he was a growing artist. Very similar in kind of betting on this NFT space. Right. So now you fast forward to 2022. He launches the tiny money project, which are, are, are 10,000 coins of different denominations in tiny money. Then when we minted, they turned into various denominations at different values there. But he also, for the alpha, which are 100 of us, which I jumped on, I was able to get a physical Peter Tunney art. I have an original Peter Tunney, one of one design, hand signed to me, Peter Tunney, giant. And Kevin saw me pick it out. And it brought a passion. I have photos of my daughter with Peter Tunney. I have photos of my daughter from two years ago in his gallery in Wynwood. So for me, this brought it all together. And I went deep into this community. I'm involved with them going down to Miami on Thursday. We have a, a show there too. And for me, it kind of brought it all together. The physical art, the community, and the NFT space. And for me, that is that is that is my alpha and something that I'm super excited about. But not everybody has that opportunity to do it, or the access. Yeah. I would love to add to that. Sure. That's because I saw that passion and I did. You saw and it, you were there. Like that, I gotta say, like sincerely, that made it a different reel to me. Mm -hmm. Um and so to, to that point, it, it, you know, I'm a creator. I love creating things. And that's what, again, NFTs do. They build you, they give you a narrative. And if you have the IP for you to do your own thing. So, you know, when you see that joy out of what an NFT can do, that's like, that's that childlike feeling. I, was I can't child. explain to people how I have this childlike curiosity and interest in feeling all the time when I'm learning about this and doing this stuff to this end. So we have this, we're, we're part of Deadheads. We've talked about a lot. I've written a short story for Deadheads. I've, um, you can I say have, it, give it away, give it away. I have, I have a merch line coming out. I am working with the team on some cool other things We're and all team. my creative, like chop, like I have goosebumps right now talking about this, all my childlike, all these things I want to do as a child, but just never I'm doing them now. And that's an opportunity that when you find a project that you believe in like that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to you, but I sure as hell didn't know this would happen to me. And again, I have goosebumps saying this because that's how deeply I believe and feel. And, and to my, to my kids, I have, you know, to give that to them and they get to see my joy and we get to share in that. Like it's, let's, it's let's, let's, let, 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 I'm going to parlay in that for one second before I go to Heather on this one. So 
the last trip, <laughs> Thursday will be my fifth time to Miami since December. But this trip, last trip, I took my daughter to the Peter Tunney in the middle of Winwood Walls. He had a huge launch project for it in the middle of the walls. My daughter, 10 years old, was the only person there under the age of, of 19. And Peter Tunney himself, the second I got there, took my daughter by the hand and he had all these magic tricks set up all over the place and filled her goodie bag and showed her how to do each one of the magic tricks. I mean, you talk about bringing a Project 360 in real life. I mean, I have goosebumps thinking about that experience. Like, this is real stuff here. Let's go to the headline. The name of the show right here are, are breaking down the myths here. Heather, we're going to go around the horn. Everyone's going to get this question as we bring it home at the end of the show. Heather, what is the number one biggest myth in NFT land right now? <laughs> number one biggest NFT myth. I mean, you had it. It's coming. It's the name of the freaking show. Come on. Uh, forgot my first that. podcast. <laughs> I would say that the NFT conversation is limited to these projects we've been talking about for the past few minutes. I think there is a bigger conversation to be had here of like what this can mean for small businesses and PO apps and different small little creative ways to use this technology. Um, I just would it'd be a broader conversation, I think. Yeah, that's that, that's a good that's a good one, too. Andy Storch. Oh, there's so many things. Uh, I think when it comes to general population, you know, a couple are one is that, uh, you know, these are just pictures. And of course you can right click and save, uh, as you, you know, that was, that was a lot of people were talking about that and you could do that with anything, right? I could take a picture of your house and say, Oh, this is mine. Yeah. Uh, right. So that's kind of been, I think the myth, but the important thing, the answer to that is looking at, well, it's on the blockchain. I can prove ownership. That's what's actually really beautiful mm -hmm. about web three and the blockchain and where all the this transparency is going of it. Right, the transparency of it uh, to really know. We've been talking about art, right? I was never really an art collector investor before this, but I always say, like, you know, if you bought a print from a famous piece of art and they said, oh, there's only 1,000 of these, obviously you believe them, but what if there's not? How would you ever know? You'd have no way to know if they printed 10,000 instead. Uh, but on the blockchain, we know exactly how many there are. So it's just right click and save. And the other one is that this is a fad and it's going to go away. Um, you know, it's just something people are interested in right now, but it's not going to last. And I do think this is a sea change of where everything is going uh, in our economy and the way we do business and ticketing and access and the way businesses raise money and nonprofits and all of this stuff. There's just so many possibilities. Yeah, I love this. Kevin Logan Jr. KLJ for those close to him. So I'll take it back to something I originally said. And um, and the biggest myth I think that I hear from a lot of people I talk to is just they, they think there's a, a it's a technological story and it's all about the technology. And I'll just go back um, and then I'll, I'll say how I got into it really fast. Again, it's a social, political, economic, finance, cultural, and so on and so forth. And so when I just think about how I got into NFTs, it literally goes back to this. In 2008, my parents lost their home during the great financial crisis. In 2009, Bitcoin was created and I read this white paper about a man who said that he could create this money that could be decentralized and would not have centralized powers. And if I and, and fair enough you know, to say I haven't followed it since then, took like six years in between that again, but then it came back. And so my story into NFTs is because my parents lost their house and because Bitcoin was created and the blockchain. The blockchain has been around for a long time, but this is all back to the blockchain. And exactly as Andy said, Literally what he just said, um, you know, it's about ownership. It's about giving the power back to the user. And yeah. Oh, that's powerful right there. Um, let's go a little alpha here just to leave everyone here. Andy Storch, leave everyone with a little bit of alpha. What what couple of projects are you kind of eyeballing right now? If you don't, whatever you feel like sharing, you know, we don't want to give the farm away. 
but what space? I mean, yeah, bullish, um, bullish on bullish on V two. I I don't I don't know if I have any like brand new really cheap projects that I'm watching right now, like the hot tip of the the really cheap buy in, but a little bit more expensive. I'd say three that I'm definitely watching and I'm bullish oh, on. on. Number one, of on. course, is V Friends uh, with Series Two hands. coming out. Vcon happening check. in May. Series Two coming out soon before that. Um, check, check. Supposedly it, at just it. under a thousand dollars. I think that's probably it. what's that. I said, I'm on it. Got it. Check. check. Yeah, Keep going. yeah. I think that's really blow up. Um, uh, World of Women, which is a really hot, uh, you can't, know, some can't afford it. Keep going. project, uh, just launched their uh, derivative called Galaxy over the weekend. And right now, the floor on those Galaxy, the, the original World of Women is around 10 ETH and the Galaxy is 1.5. The art is fantastic. The is mission is fantastic. They're doing some really awesome things. And the other one that I'm really bullish on that I think is going to do big things is Boss Beauties. Uh, which is run um, by a really fantastic team that's been in this space for a long time uh, on women's education and empowerment for young girls and uh, what they're creating and the partnerships they put together. And that floor is around 1.44 ETH right now. I think it has huge, huge potential, not financial advice, no idea where everything's going, but the, but the thread, the common thread between these three projects is I strongly believe in the underlying mission of what the re the creators and the company is doing, not just like, oh, I'm going to bet on this piece of art. Hmm. I love it. And before we go to Kevin Logan on that, just to address Gabe's comment here, this is something that's really fascinating to, to uh, <laughs> uh, there's a great podcast, a Buster Sher out there who actually started doing uh, NFTs of individual um, episodes. And that's something I've been thinking about too, when I have the time is how do I take each one of my episodes and work with my guest to provide access? Like if I put out an NFT of this specific episode, I said, whoever buys this one of one NFT is going to have you know, one hour, a quarter with Heather, Rich, Andy, uh, and Kevin here to, to pick That's their you. brains and shoot the shit with them. What would that be worth to you? Right. And think about, about other ways too. of utility behind, behind the podcast there. Kevin and I are thinking of creative ways. The artwork that we have, we have, we have, or we already have seven, eight different versions of our probably nothing talent logo. And we're thinking about ways to utilize those NFTs, not for a cash grab, but how do we make them valuable for a job seeker? How do we attach it to say career coaching, resume building, access to online seminars, training events, like thinking out of the box about NFTs. And that's what excites me is about a creator. Yep. That's, Impact that, that's, first. Impact first. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a cash grab the other day that someone sent. I mean, you could smell it. I mean, there if you have even a, a, a half decent what, bullshit. What's his name? Floyd it. Mayweather, by chance? No. <laughs> no, no. With, with Khalifa, I saw one coming up. Oh, uh, oh. It was interesting too. I mean, you see the cash grabs. You 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 could smell them there. Um, yeah, Heather, what are you feeling these days? Um, I was literally sitting here with Andy talking. I'm like, yeah, Yo, you're saying all the ones I was going to say. V two, obviously, and those freaking book games. If anybody needs a book, let me know. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think Andy did. I give you one, Kevin. I think Andy literally has eight hundred thousand books. No, DM Heather, Heather, and Ryan bought more books in than the DMs. V2, I'm interested in Galaxy. We were, I was so funny that they had like this little countdown thing. They're like 9,000 left and everybody was a Dutch auction. So everybody's waiting for it to get down and they immediately sold. But we ended up getting a couple off OpenSea too. Oh, you know, I really, really, I know there are sponsors, but the more I'm getting into deadheads, I'm just... Telling people you. smack talk them and say Telling things you. i'm getting kind of like aggressive They're and i'm creating like real stuff yeah. wait just They're wait creating. i really love <laughs> the creators there i love their vision they've executed like insanely yes. in less than yes. a year what they've made is nuts um so i, I by the way I, if you're I'm looking for an established project and you feel like you haven't missed the boat i got in deadheads in august 
of 2021 and the price is still the same. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> still I accidentally minted two skulls and I'm cool with it because I did it yeah. twice by accident. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I got two of them. So, but they're I, building cool stuff. Yeah. 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 So if I could answer that really fast, only because it's derivative it's your, it's of that. Turn. There are there are four really cool ones. So I love media. I love the media plays that are happening. There's a there's a music NFT called Royal. They just oh, we didn't released get into the music. I got that. How awesome this I is. own a Nas song. What? Okay. What? <laughs> um, that's insane. I I'm, I cannot tell yeah, you how much biggest cool. fan of it's Nas. Cool. I had his first album, my first rap album. It's amazing. So Queensbridge. Uh, Queensbridge. Um, and there's another organization that does music NFTs called Opal. They're a really cool company. They're the only one that is that has gone through securitized. They have an SNFT, have gone through the SEC so that if later on these become securities, you're golden. Money. Two other right cool ones are Cool Cats, which is another media play, kind of in the in the in the form of Deadheads. Um, I think Mila Kunis and Chris Rock had and some stoner, stoner cats. You mean stoner cats? I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> well, like, sorry. Don't you mean stoner cats? Like we stoner cats. Not about. cool cats. Excuse me. <laughs> And then the cool, other cool one cat's is, another great project, but that's a lot more is. expensive. I think their floor is nine or ten ETH. It like is. That. And then the other cool one that just came out and they just minted is Gimmicks. Um, another cool media play. It's a show. You know, I'm about I, because as Heather was saying, like I love the Deadhead community. I'm fierce with it. Um, I've I've gotten to know some of these other derivative communities as well, and they have some really awesome NFT projects happening uh, on the media great. side. This has been great. And listen, we could do this for hours here, especially if Rich yes. was on. We'd have to drag this thing out even longer here. We know how he doesn't stop talking. And Rich, I hope you're you're good and we'll catch up on that too. But let's, uh, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody online for joining us, everyone who's going to be listening to the replay, everyone who's going to be listening to this in a few weeks when it comes out as the audio podcast. It's called Repurposing. That's the beauty of it. Uh, and spread the word out there. All three of my esteemed uh, panelists here are a wealth of information. Make sure you follow them all. They all have, uh, well, Kevin doesn't have a podcast, but make sure you follow him on Twitter and all the other spaces. Heather, where could folks find you? Where could they connect with you? Where could they learn more? Yeah, find NFTs for Newbies, wherever you listen to podcasts, nftsfornewbies.com. We have some free guides and some fun stuff over there. Awesome. Good stuff, Heather. Thank you so much for joining me. I take you over, Rich, any day of the week. Andy Storch, where could folks find you, connect with you, learn more? Agree with that. Uh, my, <laughs> my NFT We journey. love you, Rich. My NFT journey is the podcast website, andystorch.com slash NFT. And I'm on all the socials, especially on Twitter, talking NFTs, Andy Storch. Kevin Logan Jr., bring us home. On Twitter at Bitmember, like Goldmember, uh, on LinkedIn. Um, that's where I mostly create content. And those are my two socials that I stick to, crypto, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And if anybody is in the space looking to hire, looking for jobs in that space, please follow oh. Kevin and I at Probably Nothing Talent. We are thrilled to launch this company. It is right now. It is the right time. I is all I think about all day long, just like Kevin. It's got our blood and our juices flowing, and I love it. I want to thank everyone on the panel here. Hang with me one moment here as I saw enough. Everyone who's in the chat, thank you for joining us. Remember, you could all find out more at thepodcast.com. Follow us on all the social media channels. Remember, look out for each other. Take care of each other. And catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Bye, Bye everybody. Appreciate y'all. Wisdom is forever. But for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon. Jam-packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. To join the conversation, search the podcast on LinkedIn. And to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com.